All right, good morning. It's good to see you all here this morning. Good morning to those who are here from uh, Lincoln Heights Church. Just want to give a shout out to uh, Lincoln Heights Church. You know, it's a blessing and an honor for us uh, to celebrate Good Friday together with you. Um, our mother church, right? I mean, 35 years ago, people from Lincoln Heights Church were sent out to plant this church. And here we are today. Isn't that amazing? 35 years ago. Um, that's, just, that's just awesome. And, and by the way, I just want to say uh, thank you. Uh, we received the, uh, a note and, and a card from Lincoln Heights Church, you know, congratulating us on our 35th anniversary. We celebrated our 35th uh, birthday on March the 9th, and so it was really great to uh, uh, receive a, a card and a, and a note from you guys, so thank you for that. And uh, it's actually a big year for Lincoln Heights Church, isn't it? Right? 50 years this year. Isn't that amazing? Wow. 50 years. What an honor it is to, uh, to be a part of advancing the kingdom of God for 50 years in a row. That's just amazing. Uh, it's the year of jubilee for you guys, right? Now, uh, that's, that wasn't a prophetic word, actually. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Mark and I, we had a coffee together a couple weeks ago, and he told, us, told, told me about uh, uh, your 50th anniversary this year and, and the vision that Lincoln Heights Church has, uh, the year of jubilee, and that's talking about freedom. And uh, it's really awesome because uh, the two churches, Lincoln Heights and Trinity Church, are really talking about the same thing right now, freedom. Freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. And uh, it's really neat how our two churches are talking about the same thing. Uh, at Trinity, we've been on a series right now called Free Indeed. Free Indeed. Talking about the freedom that we have in Christ. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, For freedom Christ has set you free. For freedom Christ has set you free. And so we've been aiming at Trinity in the last uh, few weeks, we've been aiming to rediscover this freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. Now this freedom that we have in Christ, freedom from sin, freedom from bondage, freedom from inner hurts, this experience that we have, joy unspeakable, full of glory, that we experience in Christ Jesus, it came at a very high cost. The price was very high. And that is what we are here for this morning. Together with our brothers and sisters in the Lord from Lincoln Heights Church, and there's churches all across the city, just down the road, All Saints Anglican Church, Creekside Church down the road, all the churches across KW, this nation, all across the world, the body of Christ is celebrating and recognizing the cost, the price that Jesus paid for our sin. He died so that you and I may live and live free from the bondage to sin. Now often when we come to Good Friday, the church around the world 
We observe this day with, this holy day, with somber and heavy hearts. And you know, I believe it's normal to feel this way. It's normal to feel this way, especially when we think about the tremendous pain that Jesus had to go through. Being nailed to a cross. I mean, tremendous pain. And for him to feel the overwhelming weight of the sin of the world upon him. It's hard not to approach this day with a heaviness of heart for what Jesus had to go through for each and every one of us here this morning. He went through a lot. But there are two things that I want to remind us here this morning about Jesus' suffering on the cross. Two things that I want to remind us of this morning. Number one is this. That the Father ordained Jesus' suffering. The Father ordained it. Now some say the Romans killed Jesus. Right? Some say the Romans did it. Jesus was a threat to the empire. There were a lot of uh, movements happening in the Roman, uh, in that time. Uh, Movements that tried to overthrow the Roman Empire. The zealots, the insurrectionists. And Jesus could have been one of those, and he had a big following, and so the Romans killed Jesus. Some say the Jews killed Jesus. He was blaspheming. He said things that were just crazy in their eyes, and a lot of people followed him. And so some say the Jews killed Jesus. The truth is neither of them could do that. Neither of them had the power to kill Jesus outside of God's will. Many times in the Gospels, we read that Jesus' hour had not yet come. Does anyone remember hearing that or reading that in the Scriptures? That Jesus' hour had not yet come. People tried to kill him. They tried to kill Jesus. But his hour had not yet come. The ordained time had not yet come. And so people could not kill Jesus. It was the Father's will for Jesus to die. Romans chapter 8 verse 32 says this, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And so we need to remember that God ordained it for Jesus to suffer. The next thing we need to remember is that Jesus, he embraced his suffering. Jesus embraced his suffering. When we look at the life of Jesus in the New Testament, I mean, it's easy for us to see Jesus in the light of his divinity. I mean, he was God in human form, and there's a supernatural way we think of Jesus. I mean, he walked on water. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He cast out demons. Even his spit healed people. Blind eyes open. The mute could suddenly speak. He was God. And yet he was also fully man. Jesus was fully man. And we see the humanity of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane where he agonized over what he was about to go through. Luke chapter 22 Verse 43 to 44 says this, And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. 
And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. The drops of blood came from the blood vessels that were, you know, around Jesus' face, that were around the sweat glands. And, and what had happened, those capillaries, they burst. And, and they came through the sweat glands, and it looked like he was sweating blood. This is actual, an actual medical condition called hematohydrosis. It's an actual medical condition. Under intense agony, this can happen. And that's what Jesus was facing in the garden, knowing what he was about to suffer. He was under intense agony. However, he embraced his suffering. Jesus embraced it. Matthew 26, 39 says, And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. John 10, verse 17 to 18 says this, For this reason the father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority, authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. And so Jesus, he embraced his suffering. He embraced his suffering. And so those two things that we just talked about this morning... God ordained Jesus' suffering. And Jesus embraced his suffering. Why? Why did he do that? He did it for you. For you. For you. And for me. God ordained it for Jesus to suffer. Jesus suffered and he embraced it for you and me. The Bible says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He did it for us so that we could be set free. Colossians 2, 14 to 15 said, He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Jesus' sacrifice disarmed the powers of darkness. His sacrifice disarmed the power of the enemy. And we now have potential to receive all the benefits that come from what Jesus did on the cross. The benefit of freedom. For freedom, Christ set you free. Freedom from sin, freedom from bondage, freedom from guilt and shame, freedom from fear, freedom from the negative programming of our past. Christ has come to set us completely, totally free from all of that. And we have the potential to receive the blessing of that freedom but in order to receive it, church, we need to activate it. It needs to be activated. It's kind of like a credit card. 
You know, when you, when you apply for a credit card or a credit card just randomly comes in the mail. I don't know. Sometimes that happens. But anyway, right? When it comes in the mail, you take it out of the envelope. You can't just go and use it. Right? You can't just go and use it. It won't work. It needs to be activated first. And it's just like that. The freedom is our inheritance in Christ Jesus. Those who put their trust and hope in Jesus, whom the Son sets free, is free indeed. It is our inheritance. But it must be activated through faith in Him. We activate the freedom that we receive by faith in the Son of God. At this time, what I'm going to do is I'm going to call uh, uh, Lincoln Heights, uh, Pastor Mark, and the worship team to come forward. And I want us to take a moment to reflect. We're going to do a reflective exercise this morning. Now, I'm sure every one of us received a red nail. And maybe you wondered, what in the world is this thing? (laughs) Kind of looks dangerous, right? At this time, I'm just going to ask you to uh, reflect. Take a moment and think. What are the things that are holding you back right now? What are the things that you are struggling with? Guilt? Shame? Fear? Inner hurts? What are the things that are holding you back from experiencing freedom in Christ? Just take a moment to reflect on that. And what we're going to do in a moment, the red nail represents those things. It represents sin. We no longer have to be bound by sin. Christ came to set us free. It represents fear. We no longer need to be afraid for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. It represents inner hurts from things that have been spoken over us from our past and has skewed our identity. Our identity is in Christ. And so that red nail represents those things that have been spoken over you, that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy. You are. Every single one of us are. That is why Jesus came to die on the cross for us. While we were still sinners, Christ came. Because you are worthy to God. Perhaps it's from certain things that have happened that you just can't let go. God wants to speak into your heart this morning, I believe. And so we're just going to take some time as the music is playing to reflect. And then after a few moments, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go row upon row and you know, starting from the front row and going to the back. You're going to come, walk up to the front, 
and lay down that nail in the baskets at the foot of the cross, representing Jesus paid it all. I leave it at the foot of the cross and I receive my freedom in Jesus' name. Okay? And so let's do that. Let's just take a moment and reflect.